What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 140 of Lamb Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Egan, and joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend, my friend? It was... The weekend was pretty solid. I... I bit the bullet and i went and i pre-ordered call of duty modern warfare 2 i wasn't sure if i was gonna do it and i just i i don't know i just got i got hyped on it. i've been watching videos been watching people play it and i've got to say man i it definitely feels like an older call of duty you know what i mean at least what mm-hmm. the, the limited access that we have is just a multiplayer uh some different playlists hard point domination uh team deathmatch and then there's some newer modes uh as well i haven't really gotten a chance i I did try this third person mode that they have which is pretty interesting uh i enjoyed that but yeah other than that though uh i'm almost done with live alive as well that's uh, i have that on switch i believe i'm on the last ish chapter for it so uh, i'm really enjoying that game as well but overall and and i almost forgot we went bowling on saturday haven't been bowling in forever uh so that was a lot of fun to family we all we all went out and 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 bowled clearly i was rusty uh my girlfriend beat me i was disappointed in myself (laughs) i'm just playing It, it was a great time uh how was your weekend my friend my weekend was good. Uh, spent some more time with Splatoon 3 and actually went out uh, to the amazing Comic-Con for a little bit. Uh, nice. I, I'm not going to lie, specifically just to uh, go get an autograph from Veronica Taylor, who is the voice of the original Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon series. Oh. Uh, so that was that was my single goal, and I'm happy to say it was mission accomplished. Uh, so in my eyes, I had a very productive weekend, <laughs> but uh, nice. as far as like actual productivity around the house, not so much. That's okay though. We're, we're good with that. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of news to get into Ryan, but before, before we do, I just want to touch base real quick on uh, these past couple weeks. There's been some layoffs uh, at G4 and at Fanbyte media. And uh, as media people ourselves uh, and, and being in the journalism industry now for, Oh my goodness, over uh, like a decade now, just about a decade. Uh, Layoffs obviously are never easy. They're never good. Uh, People who dedicate their lives to this craft uh, obviously are are as passionate about video games as we all are. Uh, It's never great to see layoffs coming, uh, especially to two brands that are are well-respected uh, and popular among gamers. So just, it's just sad to see that happen, Ryan. And, uh, hope for for speedy new opportunities for everybody affected by those layoffs yeah definitely wishing the best for everybody there that was affected by it uh it's never easy and like you said you know i've been i've been in you know journalist for the past 15 years and you see people come and go or or the company downsizes and and you know you're sweating and it's never a good sign when you're you're seeing things like that now i'm wondering too if you know because g4 tv was really popular uh back in the day and i feel like with just how much media there there is and and ways to be able to uh you know get get news get information there's so many content creators creators and youtube and stuff like that um now whereas that stuff didn't exist before so it's really tough to be able to put a uh an imprint into industry you know i think they're really going 
more for those that it was nostalgic for them, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and, and watching that stuff. And it just doesn't hit the same way that it did before where you didn't really get that information uh, from a lot of sources. You had to, you know, you did, especially on, on mainstream uh, uh, TV and things like that, where internet viewing and stuff like that wasn't really, you know, it was still, it was much smaller than what it is today. So, yeah, you're, I think you're right. Um, just hopefully that the, the folks that, you know, and again, there's a lot of great folks there that not only the on-air talent, but the people behind the scenes. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that make things like that uh, run. So I, I'm sure that they'll be able to find something within the industry, um, you know, and, and sometimes that kind of change is, is needed um, to be able then to move forward and, and accomplish what your goals are. So just wishing everybody there that, that was affected by that, the, the best, it is unfortunate. And, and unfortunately that, that is how the business goes sometimes. So, um, not, it's not uncommon. Right. And, you know, you bring up some good points, right? When G4 was in its heyday, uh, obviously the, the streaming, uh, world was not nearly uh, as robust as it was as it is today uh so just so much more competition for people's time uh you know if you think back to ven uh which which sushi dragon was a part of uh was trying something similar and i think probably found some similar struggles uh overall so just just uh uh times are like you said times are changing and and people's habits have definitely changed of course uh so we'll, we'll see you know it feels like there's something conceptually there but it probably needs to look drastically different than what we've seen so far yeah absolutely uh let's let's switch gears here though to to get into the news because man there was a ton of uh just announcements and things that happened last week uh first the the nintendo direct that happened here on the 13th about six days ago and that you know it it was kind of interesting because I felt like Nintendo's usually pretty concise and and they they have they're pretty efficient with their directs. This was actually a longer direct. It, it was about mm-hmm. 45 minutes or so I want to say. And uh really the things of of substance, I I didn't really feel like there was a lot for me per se uh that really got me excited. I know that there was some I mean there's some solid announcements uh, Octopath Traveler 2 um Fay Farm, that, that's another farming uh, simulator. That's a cute little, uh, look like a cute little game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Mar- obviously, Mario and Rabbids, Rune Factory. GoldenEye was announced for the online play uh, for for N64. If you, if you um, subscribe to the... the um, I can't remember if it's just the online or if it's like the plus or family share I'm, I'm one. I'm pretty sure it's the expansion pass part of it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cause that gives you the Mario Kart things and uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, so they're going to be bringing that back uh, uh GoldenEye uh, with multiplayer online play. I am absolutely pumped about that. That is probably like one of the first FPS multiplayer games I ever played. I remember playing on the N64 and you had the four split screens, slappers only, odd job. Come on now. That got me. I was just like, oh, snap. Like that, that is huge. And then, of course, I, I would say the biggest announcement. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about Fire Emblem uh, Engage uh, as well, which I, I'm not familiar with that fa- franchise, but I know people 
that talk about it and have have played it and stuff like that and they swear by that uh franchise so i know there's a lot of people that are hyped by it uh not me uh <laughs> per se but uh there are people and then we got the the big big reveal at the end here basically legend of zelda what is it tears tears of the tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom is that what it yep. is? yes yes now here's the thing i when i first saw this i was like wait a second they're making another zelda i was like so they're gonna do breath of the wild 2 and this one like what is this about what i didn't realize and for folks that are like me this is breath of the wild 2 essentially this is the sequel to breath of the wild so that they've changed the naming convention but it was nice to be able to get a little more see them talking about it and obviously it being on the uh back end of the of the direct this was their big big game you know and we still haven't really gotten much uh in terms of you know gameplay and things like that i can't remember did they did they say a date as to when this is supposed to be coming out they did may 12th of next year may 12th that is that is that's interesting that's crazy for some reason i had i i had my head that it was going to be February. I thought they were going to do a February launch of this game. Um, interesting that they chose May. Yeah, there it is. May 12, 2023. So we got a date. We got mm-hmm. a date. We know we know when it's coming. And uh, just make sure that, uh, I mean, I'm pumped about that. That obviously had me pumped um, to be able to see this this footage and, and knowing now that we have an official date. I feel like they're pretty good about sticking and staying on track once they've um, announced a date. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks like we'll be playing this in May. What? what what did you think of the direct, man? Was there anything that had you excited? What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I actually thought this was a, a really solid direct here. Uh, and, and mainly for me on, on the back of three games, I am a big Fire Emblem fan. So Fire Fire Emblem Uh-oh. Engage looks just amazing to me. Uh, it looks a little bit more of the, the Fire Emblem that I think a lot of us know and love, uh, even more so than Three Houses, which came out uh, – geez a year or two ago now uh so Mm -hmm. excited about that uh excited to know that pikmin 4 exists and it's still coming and it's coming next year uh which my guess would be would probably be september or october ish you know get Mm -hmm. to kind of uh try and keep some momentum from uh of course tears of the kingdom in may which uh so pikmin 4 i think is a series that i think is is uh underappreciated it's kind of a quirky series i know that not a lot of people uh know what to expect maybe i i will say give it a chance it's fun uh and i I, this game pikmin 4 has been rumored for years and years and years so it's nice that it's actually coming out next year uh so happy about that uh and of course tears of the kingdom uh super excited for uh may does seem a little bit late in the year. I, th- I thought for sure we'd get it in february or march but we'll take it mm-hmm. and uh just clear out your may now everybody just just give yourself a lot of time mm-hmm. take that week off of work do whatever you need to do start penciling that in now uh i cannot wait of course for this game it looks super epic and I, my confidence they have my full confidence that this game will be uh, just as amazing, hopefully even more so than the first Breath of the Wild. <clears throat> I will say too, uh, while this might not be as pertinent to me uh, because I've gotten a chance to experience some of these other games, I think it's really cool that they're getting like 
the Arcadia Bay collection for Life is Strange, uh, and mm-hmm. some of the Resident Evil games, even though it's not the ideal way to play them, uh, just because for so many years, Nintendo has just been like ignored by so many of these other big franchises that weren't Nintendo exclusives. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, it's just nice to see a Nintendo fans, if the Switch is your only console, to get a chance to play some of these other series that deserve to be played. So if you don't have any other way, any other console, any other system, it's nice to see so many of these titles being open and available to you now. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, though, because the, I know the Resident Evil, that's going to be cloud-based. Right. And I believe they did that with Kingdom Heart. And I was talking to my buddy Davis about it, and he was trying it out. He said it was absolute trash uh, playing it on cloud. So I'm a little, I'm actually a little nervous about that. I don't know, you know, I, again, I feel like it almost feels like online play not necessarily was an afterthought for them but i feel that of all the different consoles pcs anything that you can do online play i feel like nintendo definitely lacks Mm -hmm. uh in that area so i think we'll be seeing more games where they're doing you know cloud you know it's based off the cloud and i don't even know how that works so basically you're just paying for a digital copy you can't have a physical copy and that is also worrisome because again if they decide at some point in time we're no longer going to support this or whatever you've now just used money and and your money's gone on a product that you can no longer use or a pot a product that doesn't run as well as it would with actual hardware so you know i'm I'm curious to see if they've gone in and made any changes or done anything to have a smoother player experience uh when it comes to some of these cloud gamings but you're right it is nice to see um these you know games like that that you wouldn't typically think or associate with uh nintendo actually coming to Nintendo and, and, and allowing people, because we all know too, Nintendo seems to curtail a little more towards a younger audience. So being able to mm-hmm. get some games like this, you can see, all right, they, they, they see to the benefit and how many people are playing in all kinds of different demographics, uh, all kinds of different uh, age ranges. So they, I still feel they skew more towards a younger audience, but uh, you know, I mean, even this, they're, they're getting a uh, Sifu, which I cannot imagine playing Sifu <laughs> On the Switch, I think that would be a horrible experience. <laughs> Yo, it's hard enough doing it on a PlayStation. Can you imagine doing it on a Switch? <laughs> it would be that does not sound like fun. It would be so dangerous because if I was playing that in handheld mode, man, I'm I'm already a risk to throw a controller. <laughs> Throwing the entire system, it would be a very real possibility. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yo, and uh, and the struggle is real. I still have not gotten past the second level. I've gotten past the second level. I just haven't gotten past the second level at an appropriate age so I, I i keep going back and it's tough man that game is is really tough obviously we see uh final fantasy here uh as well i believe this is um the i, I can't uh i can't remember the name exactly of it but this is like the prequel to that leads up to final fantasy 7 uh is what this is so you know i i i mean i yeah, Crisis Core. That's what it is. Crisis Core. Um, so I wouldn't mind playing that. I never played that before. Uh-huh. Uh, so that'd be. I think that'd be a cool one uh, to be able to jump into and and play again. I feel like 
of all the devices that I have and all the different gaming systems and stuff like that, the switch is probably the one that gets the least love for me. It's in our, in our uh, living room. Uh So it's a, you know, a a communal area. So it's like, I tend not to really play it that much unless we're doing like a multiplayer game or something like that. Um, But overall, yeah, I I thought, uh, I mean, pretty solid uh, showing by, uh, by Nintendo here and in, in the games that they that they've got coming up, and that's the other thing too that I that I like about the directs is like when they're announcing stuff in the directs, it's not going to be years later that we end up seeing the game or whatever. Right. Usually, you know, they they come out either coming out sooner or they've teased some things that are going to be coming out next year. So overall, uh, uh, pretty solid. Pretty solid. I will say uh, I'm going to let the conspiracy conspiracy theory side of me show a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Next year, I've got two theories for you, Ryan. Next year <laughs> would be a heck of a year for Nintendo if uh, Breath uh, Tears of the Kingdom comes out May 12th, mm-hmm. Pikmin 4 sometime middle to fall, and then Metroid Prime 4 gets a surprise announcement sometime next year for the winter. That would just be like a complete year for Nintendo there uh, that as Nintendo fans, I don't think anybody can complain. My second conspiracy theory now is if there's ever a time for this really often rumored Switch Pro, it's got to be May 12th, right? If it's Mm -hmm. ever going to come out, if it's real, it's got to be with Tears of the Kingdom. So uh, maybe maybe be saving up for a Switch Pro in May too. You never know. But that's my theory. If it doesn't come out May 12th, I don't think Switch Pro is a real thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that there they would come out because i mean they just came out with the oled oled version was that last year i want to say it was it was fairly recently so i don't know what they could do in a pro version that would enhance even more from that oled Mm -hmm. one but again the oled was more of a half step forward so maybe the other half of that is then announcing switch pro with <laughs> i don't even know what, what, what you know what what would make it better you've already enhanced the graphics now done some internal changes and things like that i don't know what more you could you could get out of it um i suppose but again that's why that's why they are the the folks that are making that and not me so maybe they have thought of things and maybe it really is something in development but you know i i agree i i think if if it's going to come out, then they're going to drop it with something major like Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, it would be a perfect bundle to be able to drop that with. I think it'd be kind of a weird time, though, to to come out with a console. But again, we know Nintendo. Nintendo does their own thing. Um, they do what they want. So <laughs> if they did, it would also not be shocking if they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, Switch right. Pro. What? Right. Uh, I I will say this, you know, when when the switch came out, it was in March, uh, which you wouldn't necessarily think uh, because it's not around the holiday selling period, of course, at all. So there is a little bit of precedent for them releasing consoles at odd times. Uh, We'll we'll see. We know Nintendo beats to its own drum uh, Mm -hmm. for better or for worse there. But they were not the only company to get in on the announcements last week, Ryan. Uh, Sony jumped in with a state of play, uh, which was also a surprise. Like (laughs) Last week was just the the surprise uh, game announcement. So very fun. Ryan, uh, 
talk to us about the state of play. What stood out to you from uh, Sony's edition here? Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. You know, the actual state of play was only like 20, 25 minutes. So I love the fact that it was shorter. They got right to the point and we are going to do the same thing. First off, they, they, they started off with the drop of Tekken 8. Remember us talking about this uh, at uh, during Evo and like, oh, man, like, I, I can't believe they didn't they didn't uh, say anything about a new Tekken or anything like that. Apparently, they they were working on it. It looks spicy. It looks good. The graphics look great. Uh, they're continuing with that storyline as well from picking up from seven, which I'd love to go back and, and at least run through those. I haven't played a Tekken in I don't know how long. Um, so that was, that was cool. Uh, they have the, they, they talked about a star Wars VR two game, uh, a, a ton of like a dragons, like there's like three different, uh, like a dragons that they, uh, um, uh, talked about and i'm not even sure like how that works exactly but these again these are based off of uh the yakuza series which i've never played any of those i'm told i need to go and play them so that is definitely on the list i heard they're fantastic games Mm -hmm. uh so that was huge to see uh playstation stars we found is launching first in Asia in September, and then the Americas will roll out uh, some some uh, a few weeks after that. So we know that at some point in time, shoot, we're in the middle of September right now. So right. probably within the next month, uh, stars will. Uh, officially be launched uh there's a lot of you know i I feel like too that there's definitely been a focus on um japanese uh publishers and games and we're seeing more and more of these games come over to the states games that either we've never that were never released in the states that are finally getting their first look uh, but I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of these gaming companies have really been highlighting that. I mean, you also had two, which we're, we're not really going to talk about, but you also had Tokyo Game Show that happened this past week uh, or this past weekend as well. So that had a bunch of major announcements, but that focuses heavily on on uh, the Asian market and, right. and games that are uh, um, being developed and stuff like that over there. So, uh, yeah, this, I, I, you know, a surprise, a surprising, uh, obviously we got some more, uh, uh, info on God of War Ragnarok as well. They, they showed a, a nice dual sense controller that they are developing or have developed for, um, which I, I, I thought at first, like, I was just like, what is this dude? Like, cause they came out with it. And they showed it, and then and then and then they went into the trailer for God of War. At first, I was just like, "Is this just they're just doing a controller reveal? Like, what is this about?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." So the controller looks dope, but it's it's a Dual Sense um, PS5 uh, controller. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm sure people will be picking that up and all that stuff. But we didn't get too much out of uh, God of War Ragnarok. But I mean, again, this is right around the corner. This is coming out here in less than two months now. So, I mean, I've been like, well, they might, they might, I, I think for real it's coming out. So I'm pumped for that. I don't know if you guys have played the first one or not. If you haven't, I highly recommend that you go and pick that up. It is also available for PC now as well mm-hmm. because it is amazing what they've done rebooting that series. A lot of times when they reboot a series, I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I can care less or, or all right, it's all right. You know, I, I felt like, they completely, you know, they did a great, great job uh, doing that and and 
revealing um, just you know, what's going on in terms of that. So that's probably the big one that I'm excited for. There were some other things too uh, that they showed as well that I was not as familiar with. There was one game called Demio. I believe it's going to be on the PSVR 2, but it's also on on the Quest 2. I actually have that game. It's literally like a tabletop, like you're in virtual reality and you're playing, you're doing like a, uh, it almost reminds you of like a board game, but like Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And you go into things, you can play multiplayer with it. And you like physically have to pick up your pieces and like move them and stuff like that. It's a really, really cool game. If you have uh, uh, a any kind of VR system, look up Demio, D-E-M-E-O. Uh, it, it's a pretty solid game. But overall, I, I thought the uh, their state of play, this is a solid state of play. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Uh, Tekken 8 does look pretty cool. Uh, I've stated this before. I'm pretty terrible at fighting games. But it does, <laughs> it does look it does look good. It looks intriguing. Um, I'm sure, uh, shout out to Colocore. I'm sure she's super psyched for Tekken yeah. 8 coming up. Uh, maybe someday we can learn something from her. Uh, through yeah. uh, one day <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly two of the games that uh, were most intriguing to me was uh pacific drive uh mm-hmm. which puts you behind the wheel in like a post-apocalyptic pacific northwest uh so both the the concept and the setting i used to live up in oregon for a while uh sounds pretty interesting to me and the other one was rise of the ronin uh i think uh an open world samurai game potentially sounds pretty gosh darn awesome to me uh so hopefully uh that turns out to be good i think uh i might be spoiled as a gamer a little bit from because uh, just as how good I thought Ghost of Tsushima was, but give me some more mm-hmm. samurai. If this can live up to its potential as an open world samurai game, that could be really, really awesome. Uh, those are two yeah. of the highlights for me. And yeah, no, really solid, short, concise, uh, which I love. Uh, and uh, d- I mean, both this and the Nintendo Direct were dropped on the same day. Uh, so as gamers, that was a really good day for us. And uh, I think the the future is also exciting for PlayStation. If you're a PlayStation fan, it looks like there's a lot coming out to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it, it was just nice to, to get this little uh, surprise direct uh, or direct uh, state of play from them. I was not anticipating that. It's like, oh, man, I was like, there's all kinds of things to cover uh, and, and just go over. But it's nice seeing some of the things that they're working on, some of the stuff that's coming out soonish. Uh, I, I was happy to hear more about that PlayStation Stars that really I think it's an intriguing um this program that they've developed and it's games, you know, again, it's games that we're already playing and and stuff that we're already doing. Now us as consumers will be rewarded basically by their loyalty program um, once that rolls out. So I'm excited to dig into that and and see what that's all about. But uh, yeah, this definitely got us excited. Again, 2023 is going to be super spicy. And I just want to uh, mention very quickly too, Jason Kelly, I saw, uh, said something about it, but uh, um, oh my goodness, Deathloop is coming on Game Pass. I believe it's this month, the end of this month, I believe. Uh, Deathloop will be on Game Pass. So if you have a PC, if you have Game Pass, now is your chance to be able to pick up Deathloop. I highly recommend it. Seriously, one of my one of my all time like it, it is an amazing game. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, the concept, the characters, everything about it. Uh, but the, yeah, that's gonna be free if you have Game Pass. Uh, look for that here. I want to say it either drops this week 
or next week, I believe, on Game Pass. So that'll be awesome. But yeah, I mean, dude, there's all kinds of solid games, and you're gonna be you're gonna be really disappointed in me. But I never played Ghost of Tsushima. I have the game. I have the game, and I have not touched it. Right. I'm a terrible gamer. Right. You gotta jump in. You gotta jump into that. Okay. Do you? Which version do you have? I don't even know. I, I want to say it was uh, <laughs> like I didn't purchase it. I think um, was it on a maybe it might have been like on like as an extra or something like that uh, part of PlayStation Plus. I know it's in my library. I know it's also a very kind of Souls like game. And ah oh, man, I have a hard time with them games and wanting to play them. I'm like, dude, do I really need this kind of frustration in my life? <laughs> do I really need that kind of stress in my life? Like, look what, look what, look what, uh, uh, seafood did to me, man. <laughs> like, come on. But yeah, this is huge. Also too, we got a little more, we got some more, uh, news, uh, in terms of street fighter six, uh, they've, they've, we've got some official people that are going to be in the game. Plus what really got me excited about that is there. And again, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I don't really go out of my way to get fighting games. I think I am going to go out of my way to get this, to get street fighter six, just because the campaign you, there's a creative character. It's kind of, there's some, it's like open worldish in terms of that. So that's really intrigued me. And then of course, if they, if they, uh, you know, if they roll back their net code and I know that was an issue within street fighter five, uh, was the online play and, and that stuff. Again, this has to deal with lag and is especially important when you're competitively playing, um, fighting games, you know, your button inputs, if they're, if they're lagging and you, you just, get worked it, it makes it very difficult uh to want to even hop on online and, and play like that but yeah street i mean yo fighting game community they had a lot to be excited about mm-hmm. uh from that especially with that tekken 8 drop too i love tekken i grew up playing tekken and and street fighter so to see that they're both getting a new iteration it's just like ooh, might have to my, now might be the time to hop back in and do this. But again, I mean, who knows? I also said I wasn't going to get Modern Warfare 2. And look at me now. <laughs> I think, uh, is this the start of Ryan's path to Evo 2023? Yo, yo, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and pull my, pull out my hitbox real quick. And uh, yeah, right, dude. Uh, I'll play it casually, though. I'll have fun. I'll probably hop online and, and you know, play that as well. But again, I, I would never try to go the the game ha- is so much more complex than you know the last street fighter i ever played which is probably street fighter 2 so <laughs> if that tells you anything then then that should tell you everything uh i would i think i'd be more successful playing tekken uh than i would street fighter but uh yeah i mean they definitely give me something to think about and and most likely end up picking up for sure i'm pretty sure i'm going to pick up uh uh I said for sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to pick up Street Fighter Six. We'll see. We'll see what's out and when it comes out, and if I'm still feeling froggy at that time. But uh, we shall see. Overall, though, a, a solid state of play. I, I am excited uh, to see some of these games and some of this stuff drop. It should be huge. So uh, good time. You know, what? let's take a quick commercial break on the back end we've got some more some more news some more things to talk about we'll be right back yo if you love listening to us here on land parties what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show 
And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now we're on to some bad news, Orion. We we started the episode with a lot of good news. Uh, now we've got some pretty massively bad and and really just just stupid news that somebody would do this. Uh, but over the weekend, uh, some footage of Grand Theft Auto Six leaked out onto the internet. And Rockstar, I think, uh, addressed it on Monday, the day we recorded this episode. Uh, Ryan, this is this is just terrible, right? Because obviously, this is yes. this is all alpha footage, uh, and I mean, such a massive project deserves to get an official reveal the way the developers intended it to. You know, this this is a project uh, I think the entire world wants to happen uh, as soon as possible mm-hmm. but like not th- th- this is just terrible like so much work goes into these projects especially a title as big as grand theft auto uh and to have like their thunder stolen from them like this uh to have such early footage be leaked on there by by i'm assuming a disgruntled uh person uh somehow related to them uh it it just stinks it just stinks man i did i didn't even look at the footage like i didn't even didn't even try to go on my way to look at it mm-hmm. it's, i just ugh, this game deserves better than and the whole team deserves better than that so it, it's just such a huge bummer yeah i mean this is one thing that i hate about the I guess the digital age that we live in, there's no more surprises. Everything gets leaked somehow. And and, and number two, how did this even get leaked, man? Not only was it the footage, the actual source code was leaked. So they, I mean, basically, and and this happened before, this happened with GTA five as well, where the, somebody was able to steal the source code and they sold the source code for GTA five. So I'm hoping that this doesn't, make them have to go back and and redo things um within this because having your source code i mean that is the game and mm-hmm. and i think they they said like around 9500 lines so it's not the the game in its entirety but this just i mean it, it's a, a huge bummer uh for the team and this isn't even i wouldn't even say this is alpha state dude but this is literally they are in in the process of developing this game so to even see and and see any of this stuff it's just like why man right like why put this out there they don't it takes away that magic and the fun of the game seeing this kind of stuff 
and it's just not necessary uh, at all to to have it out there. So I hate the fact that people do this data mining and they'll they'll go in and find these things and and find out stuff. And we just as gamers are never surprised anymore. This is literally the first time that I'm seeing uh, that I, that I've seen the footage as well because I'm the same way. It's like anytime there's leaks and stuff, it's like I don't want to know, man. Like I would like to be surprised and and experience it for myself. So I mean the fact that it's just out there and somebody put this not only that but it's in such an unfinished state they are literally in the middle of developing the game it's just it, it, i i feel bad i wouldn't be surprised though because not only that but this is i mean there is this is illegal they essentially right. had their stuff stolen from them so you know i i'm curious to see if they look to go after the person to try and and prosecute or, or I'm sorry, prosecute to try to indict them or get them indicted and um, with charges on doing this stuff if they're able to do that. Again, the, being an anonymous on on the Internet, it's difficult. I, I don't know anything about cybersecurity or how they go about tracking things like that. But, yeah, this is a bummer, even more so, too. And then you had people you had people on the Internet. Oh, it looks like trash, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, it's literally it's pre-alpha it is literally in the middle this is what game development looks like that's what you just saw you saw you know somebody's work screen and things and and that they're that they're doing and whatnot it's like don't take this this is not even near to what the finished product will be the one thing that is nice is i guess we actually see footage that they are actually working on the game it is in development so we do know that that has been confirmed but yeah this is just i just i I don't like these i don't like these at all i think it's dumb it takes away the front the fun of it and um you know all the hard work that that people put in the team put into this you know who knows if they ought to go back and and change source code and and stuff like that to then you know basically make the the uh, drops or the uh, leaks uh, moot. So yep. yeah, this is this is dumb. I what I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, on leaks? Yeah. Do you ever do you ever look at them or anything? No, I I hate them. I hate them in any medium. I I and it's mm-hmm. it, there's so much of the fun to so many of these projects is you know seeing uh, any project for the first time, you know, and having that sense of like surprise or awe and wonder, mm-hmm. and and that just gets ripped from you. And uh, as you said, Ryan, like the the dumb people out there talking about how it looks terrible. I'm like, dude, come on. And now all of a sudden, the <laughs> developers who should be, you know, hard at work and ready for a triumphant moment are like having to backpedal and answer for, hey, why does this pre-alpha footage not look like a finished game? <laughs> like, even though that should be logical to everybody. Uh, so, right. like, it, it's just all the way around just so bad. And, and uh, it, it seems like moments like this, too, is I'm always afraid we'll push people out of the industry right because like because mm-hmm. i mean you wonder how many people will be like dude this isn't worth it like how how why do we put up with you know all the other drama that this industry can bring and now leaks are going to come in and make our lives uh even more hectic than they need to be like it, it it's mm-hmm. it's just terrible there's there's no benefit there's no benefit to it and uh yeah uh, I hate it. No matter what the medium is, I think leaks are stupid and are dumb and and it's just bad. I feel bad for the entire Rockstar team there and just know that uh, 
most of us are still super excited for your official reveal whenever that comes. Yeah, and we should, too, remember to probably, uh, when we upload the podcast, put a little spoiler alert for the second half just in case, because I totally understand. I'd hate to get blindsided by, like, right. oh, you know, we're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast, and boom, I didn't want to see this, you know, so spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, switching gears though. This is dude, this is uh, a little crazy. Um I, I believe this happened or they announced this on Friday, or at least it broke on Friday, but officially EVGA uh folks that make graphics cards are backing out of their partnership with NVIDIA, which is Insane because literally, like the company, that is what they do for the most part. Eighty percent of their of their uh, uh, money that they make is generated from graphics cards. The even crazier part about this story, though, is it wasn't a monetary thing. It was the fact that Nvidia was not respectful of of their partners. Essentially, is what it sounds like to me. Um, so they broke away, and it is, it's. I, I don't know how EVGA stays alive. I mean, again, they make other products, but mm-hmm. their big thing, their main thing, was making video cards. I heard they've got amazing uh, customer support, and they've always had solid GPUs. So the fact that they are backing out of this, and and, and not only that, but then they said we're not going to do any layoffs. Um, we're going to reallocate people to different areas it's like dude if you if you guys probably then if this was like 80 percent of their of their what they did then a good chunk of their work staff probably works specifically on gpus so is there enough positions to even you know keep and retain that many people not to mention here uh earlier in the year as well they actually uh cut 20 percent of staff in their taiwan division mm-hmm. uh taiwanese division so i have a hard time believing that they are going to retain everybody but this is absolutely huge they were they were mad about the fact that um essentially nvidia uh they they roll out their founders Yep. Uh, addition of the of the uh, GPUs and then uh, EVGA is a third party seller that happens afterward. They said that they would not find out about the new specs or anything like that until the public would find it out. So that's not much of a partnership. You know, again, I could see why that would be upsetting to them because there is no respect on the time that they have to then be able to produce a product that they're producing, uh, you know, this is this is absolutely crazy. It's hard to think that EVGA is not going to be making GPUs anymore. They are staying in business. They said that they have plenty of uh, money to, to do things. I just don't know how successful or how long it'll be. Maybe they already have a plan. Now, mind you, they've been holding on to this since April of this year. Right. That's when they had their their talk with the, uh, uh, the, the CEOs and the companies met and had their talks and stuff like that. So, they knew this has been under wraps uh, since then, basically, so they can start pivoting and and doing the things that they need to do. But uh, this is is crazy to think uh, a world without EVGA uh, graphics cards, because essentially what they're going to be doing is, and they've already. Dude, here's another crazy part: they already have built some 40, 40 series, uh, 4,000 series of, uh, of the uh, graphics cards. They said they will not be shipping them out or, or doing anything. They're just abandoning it. 
They're just completely Man. abandoning it, which is crazy. They said that they once they're out of stock of the 30 series, then they are not going to be selling anymore. They held some over because they do plan on continuing to service and maintain their warranty agreements. So if they need to make any replacements or things like that, they have held over some cards for themselves to be able to keep that. Uh, but again, at what point in time you're no longer in that business? At what point in time then does it say, you know what, we're not, we're no longer going to service this card uh you guys are on your own so this is really disappointing to hear man yeah it is it's really really terrible news and and talk about man uh airing some dirty laundry oh my mm-hmm. goodness this this supposed partnership which uh as you said doesn't seem like it was much of a partnership at all <laughs> <laughs> like like it's it's incredible to me to think that like like two massive important companies in this space could somehow be this at odds with each other like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not even going to share specs or prices or anything with them like crazy like what uh, would love would love to hear nvidia's logic behind that someday like what and what i have no idea why they thought that would be okay or a good idea or that that would mean everybody was okay with it <laughs> like uh, right. it's insane uh I, you, <laughs> Man, like, like, would not have guessed this was coming this year if I had a bingo no. card of news to come out this year, Ryan. Uh, just the ineptitude of this partnership just just shocks me. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get how they functioned for so long if this is really how they were operating. Well, and that's the crazy part is that basically they operate at a loss with the GPUs because of, of and and they have no control over, um, you know what I mean that that. That kind of pricing, especially if NVIDIA is selling their founders for cheaper, they're essentially undercutting their partners so that their stuff gets sold first and then people go back and and uh, will get the uh, third party ones, which I have an, I have an MSI personally. Um, but I heard EVGA is fantastic, especially with their customer, uh, customer support. So mm-hmm. I think that's what really made them so popular and why so many people were getting it. But this is a huge hit uh, to that. And it's, I don't know, man, it's just such a weird, I mean, it's not, they must, I mean, this, the, the CEO of EVGA, like seriously, you know, you've got to really feel slighted by your partner to be able to make a move like this. Not only are you making a move like this, but you're basically saying we're not, we're just no longer going to make graphic cards. Right. Period. We're just done with that. Which is majority of your business? Like, uh, what are you? What are you gonna do? You know, we we realize that you guys have, you know, they have uh, power supplies and and boards and things like that that they make. But their their cash cow was EVGA, even though they were operating at a loss with it. But again, there's no reason, especially if you're in a partnership. There's no reason that they should be operating at a loss with their GPUs. That is insane to me. Because at that point, what is the point? You'll- you know, we're just losing money here as a business. Why would we why would we continue doing this? This is not a real partnership. The biggest thing that I'm curious about, again, is what the pivot is. What right. are they going to be doing uh, to make up for that loss and what they were getting from the sales of GPUs? Uh, what does that look like? What does that mean for the company? Again, this is another one, too, that I feel bad that there's going to be more losses. Right. I, I think that is inevitable. There's no way 
especially with losing losing the GPUs, you now have a bunch of people that are no longer working in this specific division, and and you can only allocate so many other people to other places before you're looking at them and be like, I'm just wasting money because this person just comes in and sits on their hands all day, and they're not really doing much. Um, you know, again, no fault to them. It's just how the things, how everything, uh, um, how the pieces kind of fell, mm-hmm. essentially. So. I don't know, man. This is this is a weird one. This is definitely something I'm going to continue uh, monitoring as, monitoring as well because I don't know how you move forward with such a big loss and such a, a key part of your business model and what you do being gone. Uh, this was this was shocking. This was absolutely shocking. It was and yeah, a partnership where there's no support. Like, like, like <laughs> man, <laughs> uh, I've been there. <laughs> uh, and Ryan, just to continue, I feel now I'm realizing this entire back half of this episode is just all bad news. <laughs> so, it's bad stuff. We just got bad stuff for you. <laughs> so one one more piece of, of not great news is uh, I think we were both uh, pretty interested in PSVR two. If you were a PSVR owner, uh, unfortunately, your PSVR 1 games are not compatible with PSVR 2. Insane. Ryan, how does this make sense in, like, any world? (laughs) Your own, your own VR system. And we know that VR has struggled to gain mainstream adoption as it is. It's decisions like this that make me think, what the heck? are you guys thinking your own system your own predecessor to the psvr2 you can't play those games like why does that how does that make sense well you're gonna have to buy them again son (laughs) (laughs) i feel like sony makes these anti-consumer moves like this and it's really really disappointing i would be absolutely livid if i had a psvr and they you know they're coming out with this new gen of a psvr2 but you're telling me everything I purchased from the PSVR one, I cannot play on the new system. Now I, I was doing a little research, and there is a um, there's like a uh, an adapter that you can use to play it on a PS5. So I'm guessing that, but why? Why do I have to get a third party thing in order to do that? This is just a bad move by by PlayStation. I feel, and I understand it, and it's a little more difficult. Again, this is just my opinion. It's a little more difficult because then, you know, they're they're building and they build a whole new VR system. The controllers are going to have haptic feedback. Again, something that that I imagine would be difficult to try to integrate into a game that's already out. So I understand that they're moving forward with the times. But if I've paid for a game, you know, let me let me play it on whatever. This is the biggest reason. This is one of the biggest reasons I never even looked at PlayStation VR is because, number one, their their hardware seems and tends to be proprietary only to Sony. Hence the uh, the PlayStation camera. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Not a normal port that you can use. It has a specific port that is designed for PlayStation. So I can't use it on anything else and I can't bring anything else in to use on it, which was dumb. And, Mm -hmm. And they seem to make moves like that. And I just don't get it. I would be super salty about this and knowing that. And I don't even know if they've announced the price or anything for PSVR 2 yet. 
But I mean, how do you not make the games backwards compatible? Why do they keep doing this to us? They know this. We've been saying it for years. We've been saying it, you know, with the PlayStation. Uh, I think the last one, the last one that actually had some backwards compatibility out the gate and it didn't last long was a uh, PlayStation three. I want to say had it like those first drops and initially had the, the backwards compatibility and then ended up taking it out. So I just don't get the moves. Cause you know, what's going to happen is they're going to come back and be like, yo, we remastered this. It's beautiful. Look at the elegant, the elegant colors and, and the fine refined blast or whatever. And, and they're going to make you pay that premium premium pot price yep. again for a game that you've already owned. Yep. I would be like that. That is so upsetting to me. Uh, it just bothers me. I, I think this is a bad move on their part. Again, I don't know what goes into the back end of that stuff, they may have sufficient reasons, but it just feels very anti-consumer uh, to me. And I feel like Sony tends to do that. They don't. They don't want to do crossplay. They don't want to blah. You know what I mean? Like play. They just don't like playing nice with that stuff. And right. I, I don't get it. I get it. You have your. You know. I understand you have your proprietary games and things like that but start opening and they are starting to open up more we're seeing more playstation games come over to pc and things of that nature but it's moves like this that would be really upsetting i mean you're telling me that you can't just port over beat saber right you gotta make beat saber you know like how, how does that work i would be livid dude i would be absolutely livid Knowing that I can't play my my games that I purchase on this new system, what's the point of getting a new system then? Yeah, here, what's the point? Here, here's the thing too, right? Because Sony's extra hardware outside of their main mm-hmm. consoles has always been a risky position, and this is somebody that used to own a Vita and loved my Vita when I had it, right? But yes, like, yes. Sony does have this history of of once they get away from their home consoles <laughs> support mm-hmm. is iffy <laughs> for, for long term for that stuff and like especially in vr you're essentially paying the price of an extra home console because the things mm-hmm. aren't cheap right and and i know it deservedly you know you it, they're expensive to develop but you know your first iteration your your early adopters that your diehard playstation fans those are the ones buying psvr1 and you're basically mm-hmm. saying, thanks, guys. Get ready, because PSVR 2 is here. <laughs> We're going to need some more of your everything, money. Everything you bought. Yeah, yeah. Buy it Not again. Not going to work anymore. And, and, you know, we talked about this when uh, the, the Quest 2 raised their prices. You know, what mm-hmm. if the PSVR 2 is higher than the Quest 2? Right. <laughs> like, like I, I don't – I just – you take away so much potential value from a purchase that just – you it, it it's like a slap in the face to your early adopters. I just don't get it. I don't get it. They're the people that like are there to support a new initiative from you. VR is still risky. Uh, it's still mm-hmm. not mainstream, and you're basically saying too bad. <laughs> like I just I just ugh. Mm-hmm. this one this one's hard to swallow. Like I I like you, Ryan. If I were a PSVR one owner, which luckily I'm not. <laughs> now like I look back on it, I would just be so mad. I'd be like, I'd, I'd that that one decision might make me salty enough to hold off on a PSVR two for a long time. Yeah, I have no, I have no plans on. I, I mean, I already have a quest, but I have no plans on getting it. I, I can't. I, I thought I re- remember reading somewhere that you're able to. You are. It's not 
you don't just have to play on PlayStation. Uh, you are able to play on other. Uh, or I don't know how it works exactly. If it like connects to your Steam library or how that works, or uh-huh. maybe it connects to your. Uh, you know, I, I'm not even 100 percent sure, but I mean, again, this this is crazy to me because you're thinking this is probably going to be this is going to probably drop for at least what four hundred dollars. That's almost a console price alone. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like Sony has become basically like the Apple of the of the gaming world. Oh, you get this shiny new and and this and that. It, it, you know, but it's like, yo, but but Samsung has been doing that for years. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but we're doing it now and it's Apple. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, look, I think this is gonna hurt them. Not only that, but you remember. Two, a lot of countries around the world are going to be having increased prices uh, for the PlayStation 5 base, uh, you know, for disc and, and uh, digital. Those prices are, are going up as well. So I can't like I'm curious to see what their sales look like. And, you know, if they if they start seeing a, a monster drop uh, in in their sales and things like that, just because of these kinds of moves. But again, I kind of feel like it's Apple. People are like, you know, I'm going to pay that money. I'm going to go, oh, you need more money. Here you go. You know, Here you go. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> you know, that that's probably a good example. Um, at least at least with iPhones, like you get software updates for a little bit, even if you're on the older <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> true, true. I, Okay, Sony's probably not going to do this. Uh, If I were them, I would pack in a game and a big one (laughs) with PSVR Mm -hmm. 2 to try and entice people. Uh, Because I think right now VR is still a tough sell, and I doubt that it's going to be cheaper than a Quest 2. Uh, and right. I, I kind of get the feeling just because it's more advanced that it's going to be more expensive. So it seems like 400 is probably the low end of the price range for that. I would think. Uh, so uh, if you're going to charge 400 plus, man, it would go a long way uh, perception-wise to include a AAA game uh, in package uh, with it. Not that they're going to do that, but I would if I were there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that... Maybe that uh... Uh, breath of the or breath of the wild. Am I talking about? Um, uh, why why am I spacing on it? What's that? What's that one? The one with yeah, Horizon. Maybe they package that with it. But here's the thing, too. You got to remember, you have to have a PlayStation Five in order to use your PlayStation VR. So you're talking close to a thousand dollars, if not more, to have both of them in your house, and that's just not going to be reasonable for a lot of people again we are you know there there is inflation all and this isn't just here in the states this is happening across the globe yep. um so man i this is just, just it's just terrible i i i, I hate it i hate it <laughs> just remember you're talking almost a thousand dollars and you haven't bought a single game that's right that's right, which is also which I'm okay with some of the games, you know, it's like they really hasn't been price increases right. in games for a while. So right. it's like, all right, I can understand that they're, you know, I, an extra ten dollars for and it's not all games. Right. It's those bigger games that they're that they're charging that extra on. Um, but yeah, man, it, it is it is really, really become expensive to be a gamer. It's just expensive, and I, I feel like that's where there's the biggest differences between Xbox and PlayStation is that those price points. I feel like yep. 
Microsoft has has found a formula to be able to get everyone into their ecosystem. Here you can you can get it on you can get Game Pass. You don't even need a, an Xbox to be able to play games and stuff like that. Whereas Sony seems to be becoming more and more exclusive. Like you need all the latest gear. You want them haptics? You're gonna pay us, son. So you know, it's just like all right, man. Like that's where I feel like there's a night and day difference. And again, we're not really seeing the effects of these changes yet. It's going to be years down the road that we'll be able to see what the actual, you know, how that does for the companies and where we are. I'm curious to see three to five years from now what that what that landscape looks like and if there are going to be any shifts. Because, again, that's going to give some of those uh, it's going to give time for both the the acquisitions that Sony has made, but also the acquisitions that Microsoft has made. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll start seeing some of those games and some of that stuff coming out. So I'm curious to see what the landscape looks like uh, at, at at that time. But um, yeah, this is a, that's a big bummer. Uh, sorry, we have to end on a bummer there guys, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no EVGA, <laughs> no SVR two, no backwards compatibility. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not be picking that up, but uh, what do you got going on this weekend? My friend, uh, I'm still on the Splatoon three grind. Uh, yeah. Still it still hasn't gotten old uh and i now i gotta re really get my uh my skills back up to par uh there's a, a splat fest coming <laughs> uh and you know on, honestly it, it's this game is just as addicting addicting as i remembered honestly all mm. my time has still been in multiplayer i still haven't touched the single player that's how how much fun i'm having on the multiplayer side uh so seriously if you're a splatoon fan uh this is the most refined version and it's well worth picking up. Nice. Uh, so I will go to bat for Splatoon 3 again there. What about yourself, Ryan? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, Destiny <laughs> will also get some play, but uh I've been I've been having fun with that Modern Warfare 2. There's a it's open beta right now. I think it's just I don't know if it's just on the weekends. I believe it's on the weekends that it opens back up. So this week was exclusive to PlayStation. Uh so I did end up and I've always picked up the battlefields on playstation i've always played them on playstation um i i don't know it's just a weird thing that that i have even though i can get it on pc but i think next week or the week after is when it opens up for pc and it's an open beta too so you're able to i don't know if you have to like to sign up or what or you can get early access now if you uh if you uh pre-order the game but um yeah, I'll probably be playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty. I, I think is, I, you know, I, I was really enjoying what I'm playing. It feels, it feels like an old school, you know, that old school uh, Call of Duty. You don't have any like, uh, you have the the operators, but they don't have any kind of special abilities or anything like that. It's just, it's just people out there shooting guns, going pew pew pew, and and doing that thing. And it's like, yo, I love the fact that they they got back to the basics uh, in terms of that. Again, it's an older, it's a remake, uh, or a, uh, I don't know if they call it a remake or a remaster of the, I guess it'd probably be a remaster, uh, or not a remaster, a remake. Uh, I believe whatever there's going to be some changes whatever whatever <laughs> one means that there's going to be some changes it's essentially it is the same game but there's going to be changes uh, to that game and and it felt great graphics look amazing uh, I was having a blast playing it so it felt good it felt like an old Call of Duty game to me so I'll probably be 
getting some time in on that. We hope you guys get some time in on the game. And don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Pod at LucasEgan, or at Smitty2447. Thank you again so much for listening. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces.